0: People right. around me were so excited that, like, but oh, you're my like, God, I'm so dating. cute. <laughs> and I'm, like, dating, and I have a boyfriend. Did totally. my worth just shoot up? Let's fucking go. Aline's stock went up 10 points. Yeah,
1: literally, though. And that's how it feels because that's how you're rewarded socially.
0: Friends by accident. Podcast
1: hosts on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women...
0: <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I started
1: laughing. <laughs> i just keep it anyway, honestly. Who came from okay. completely different backgrounds, serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment.
0: This is Accidental Friends of the Lean Dead and Kristen Mandela.
1: It's like the crack of dawn right now. I don't know why. <laughs> I just started reading this and I was like, this is insane. I, I just got the absolute giggles. Okay. All of a but, sudden,
0: this is what you get becomes hilarious. Like the
1: funniest sentence I've ever written. Uh, okay, Absolutely. so definitely. Oh my god, I'm I'm delusional at this point, and this is yeah. how the people like it. The this is how I like delusion. it, baby, the and you can hear breakdown. me sipping
0: on my coffee, she's December. good to go.
1: Yeah, I haven't even had mine yet, and honestly, December is just an absolute shit of a month, but we are very excited about this episode, <laughs> because uh, genuinely, this is something that you and I talk about a lot, and yeah, yeah, also yeah. just happens to be about equality and feminism, which, hey, uh, directly impacts both of us.
0: And I also find it interesting, because we do have some differing opinions we do. on this. We
1: do. Aline actually doesn't believe in equality.
0: No, I believe women should stay home. Your role is in the kitchen. If you right. have an education, you are making yourself less desirable to men. Right. And that is the episode.
1: <laughs> I just coughed into the microphone. That was shocking. Um, no, but it's actually about um, basically emotional labor in the home like or mm-hmm. in, 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 in relationships in general. There is yeah. such a thing as emotional labor. And we're going to get into it right meow. Right now. Yes.
0: Let's do it. So, okay, like what do you think – what is your definition of emotional labor?
1: Um, According to me, uh-huh. it is <laughs> – Um, I guess it's kind of just like the, the invisible task and the invisible weight that gets put on a kind of organizing, being the one that runs – whether it is the house or whether it is the kind of the background scenes of a relationship. So uh-huh. a few examples of that might be like – even if your other partner is going grocery shopping, you have made the list and you have the idea of the meals that you're going to be cooking that week. Or if it means mm-hmm. kind of running the social calendar, whereas, yeah, like, yeah. you know, with the holidays coming up, you know, like, which house you're going to for which family's thing. And you kind of have it all prepped. And the other partner doesn't really have to worry their pretty little head about it the entire time because they know that the other partner has it going. And even yes. if they're like, oh, yeah, I'll go pick up that bottle of wine, it's because the other partner has asked them to. And they're kind of like, doing all of the – what's the what's – delegation. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they're delegating yeah, yeah. all of the tasks. So even if the – that's why we say emotional labor. Even if like the physical tasks are 50-50, yeah. the emotional tasks are 90-10 because the other partner is taking on the brunt of that organizational – labor and yeah. they're holding all of that weight in their mind you know what i mean like they're the yeah, one yeah, that, that they have to that. do this
0: list that they have to do this otherwise it won't get done like you can delegate it all but so it, you're that still reminds you're me still of managing the, yeah that it. reminds me of the tiktok i'm sure you've seen it of like this man explaining how this woman, like, makes a, li- a grocery list for her husband.
1: Oh, and he, like, she does, like, the cutout pictures. She I, I like talked to agree about this. She,
0: is so specific. Yeah, she's so specific about, like, this is what she wants. This is where it is. Like, blah, blah, blah. And someone stitched the video to basically explain that, like, the man is, the man is doing this on purpose because yeah. it takes more work for her to make the grocery list, explain exactly where it is in the grocery store, exactly which brand that she wants, how much it's supposed to be, like... Mm-hmm detailed list and he just goes in and like sometimes he like fucks it up and like sometimes he whatever and he's yeah. doing this so that eventually he will not have to even do the groceries anymore like she's just gonna be like oh fuck it it's so much easier if I do it
1: totally so and that, I never realized that was like weaponized yeah. incompetence
0: oh okay yeah, crazy. so or like
1: manipulative incompetence. So it's yeah. basically like when honestly we're, we're pretty heteronormative, but it usually goes in male female relationships where the man intentionally fucks stuff up.
0: That's so fucked up.
1: In order to be done with that task. So like there was literally examples in the comp uh, in the comments of that video cuz the the woman, I don't know if it's the exact same one, but she was literally taking a flyer and she was cutting out yes pictures. yes i think it
0: was the same video. yeah
1: so that he would have a picture reference and it, that would take so fucking long and also you're are you married to a child anyway yeah, yeah. people in the comments were giving examples of weaponized incompetence in their previous mm-hmm. relationships or in their present relationships and one of them was like my husband to get out of doing the dishes the first time we lived together he smashed four plates on the sink <gasps> So that he made a huge mess and he was like, oh, I'm just so bad at this. So that he didn't have to wash dishes because oh. he was like literally such a – he was literally having like a, a quiet temper tantrum basically where he just didn't want to wash dishes. He thought in his head it will be – and again, this is all based off TikTok comments, but the, the point remains that he knew a way of getting himself out of it was to be so terrible at washing the dishes. Such a oh menial God. task, which honestly I semi-enjoy. And – Yeah. He broke plates in, in order to get out of that task. So that's what it's called, weaponized incompetence, because you're weaponizing your fake incompetence or your real incompetence that you're kind of over-dramatizing in order to uh, not do things that you Holy should be doing to shit. make an equitable what relationship. what a term. yeah L- Yeah, and what that's, a turd of a person.
0: Yeah, what a turd of a person. Like, what would you do in that situation? Because for me, I feel like, A, if I – if I didn't walk out in that situation, if I learned that he yes. did that on purpose and oh, I didn't honey. leave the relationship, that's on me. But right. then there's like a part of me that's like, you don't want to fucking do it. I'm not going to do it then. Like totally. I can be just but as I think stubborn that's where you. As you. Like,
1: totally. I just think that there's also so much room for like a conversation there where you're like, why 100%. do you feel like this mm-hmm. is such a burdens- burdensome task that you then feel comfortable pushing on to me? Mm-hmm. you know what I mean Because yeah. then that comes down to like just straight up misogyny where you don't feel like I'm equal and this yeah. is where I wanted to get into it really quick too is equitable and just and fair doesn't mean exactly even yes and I that's agree what I that. also wanted to say where it's like and I think that's where you and I do agree where it's like we do just, agree. Be, just because you are fair and you see your partner if they are a woman or like um anyone really as an equal doesn't mean that you then have to be like okay one hand is doing dishes and the other hand has to be doing dishes and one hand cooks dinner the other person has to cook dinner i don't mm-hmm. feel that is the case some people are genuinely inclined and enjoy certain tasks more than other people yes you know what i yeah. mean like i do I know, really enjoy cooking
0: that's what i was just um, gonna say i know couples that are like he cooks and she like i have a friend and i'm pretty sure she hates cooking right and her husband cooks And she's like, I'll clean, no problem. I used to live with her in university and she does like, she'll clean. She's great at cleaning, but she does not like to cook. And so her husband does all of the cooking and she does all of the cleaning. Right. And she's just like, that. just works for us. So that's fair
1: and just because it works for both of them and it's equitable, but it doesn't mean that it's tit for tat. You know what I mean? Like just because somebody makes lunch doesn't mean the next person has to make lunch kind of thing. And that's the one thing that I want to say from the outset that I know that you and I agree on. We because do I, I don't think that it needs to be tit for tat. And I think when you start getting into that, like, oh, well, I did this, you've gone too far. And you need to kind of reevaluate your relationship because it shouldn't always feel like there's, like, a checkboard where you're, yeah, you know what I mean? Where you're like, well, I did this and I did this. I think there is has to be a little bit of loosey-goosey. You know what I mean? If, you're, if you have a car, totally. you're going to fill up the gas. You know what? You don't have to be like, well, I'm not filling up the gas because I filled it up last time. You know what? Take two hits this time and just.
0: A hundred percent.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I just think when you yeah, start getting yeah. really into that nitty gritty, you
0: no, kind of lost like the plot. You've lost much. the plot
1: a little bit. You yeah. Know?
0: Because if you actually think about, if you, well, like my ideal version of a relationship, I will say, right. is that it's like two partners, partners, mm. like yes. this, and I, like, I'm really emphasizing that word because mm. like partner just feels so equal to me. Like they are your fucking partner in everything. And yes. you guys are working towards a common goal, yeah. and like that's which is like a like, happy life together. Which is a happy life is, yeah. together. So like whatever that means to you both, whether that like you guys decide on like this is what that looks like for me, and this is what that looks like for him,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: does that match? And then we work towards that together. That's a partner. So you guys are going to be equal. Like yeah, that is, just, and that comes
1: from mutual respect. Which I honestly, that's think- exactly
0: it too. That it's like I don't want to feel like I am dating a child or like
1: no. and you don't you want know, to fill the room. you not of mothering mother. somebody. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. It's like also that's not even attractive. Like that's not no. hot. Well when it's that's like, one I thing can't that I think do is this. so like, funny.
1: Yeah. What the like, fuck like all these no. men go out and cheat. This is such a generalization, but I'm saying in unhappy relationships, somebody might be caught being like like stepping outside of their relationship or whatever. Yeah. Because both people have realized Oftentimes, I feel – and again, this is from, like, very little to no experience. This is, like, purely observational. But, like, when somebody starts dating somebody from a young age and they kind of rely on that person to fill a mother role, whether that is through Mm -hmm. cooking and cleaning and household chores or the emotional labor that we already talked about, and then it gets to a point where that no longer becomes attractive for either person. So somebody steps outside of the relationship to get, like, a younger version of that. thing. Like, it's just, like, it's so funny to me because I'm, like – it's such a preventable pattern. It's so That comes from, but it comes from self awareness and it comes from putting your ego aside. And those are things that doesn't don't often come easy to a lot of people, I find. And
0: it comes but from I, communication, people. 100%. Communication.
1: Because I, I just think that. Let me get that
0: tattooed on my body. So. Yeah.
1: Just so you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. Communicate. I forgot. <laughs> oh, you need an
0: answer? Communicate.
1: <laughs> yeah. 100%. Because I just feel as though. Our culture, especially, I think, in North America, and maybe this is just because this is my experience, but, like, yeah. conversations, small talk, everything is about relationships. Mm-hmm. Are you dating anybody? Are you engaged yet? Oh,
0: my God. I
1: I know. We both have qualms with that. Because I, I just feel like it, it isn't really – it shouldn't really be the goal of anybody's life I, to yeah. find a partner. It should be the goal yeah. of your life to love the fuck out of yourself, to have amazing To love your to life. To love yeah. your life, but to also mm-hmm. like to build yourself around yeah. incredible people, incredible community, treating mm-hmm. yourself well and with love and with dignity. And I think when you start adding like, oh well, a marker of a successful life is a partner. That is when you start compromising. Especially on women, on that. I
0: want to say. Especially. Oh yeah, on women. of course. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Have I, really I'd say made predominantly. The effort like lately, and I say lately, as in like the last, I would say like six, seven months that even if I am like going out on dates or like dating somebody or blah, blah, blah. Like I, I've gone for a full dinner. And I remember I had a date the following night. This was like back in the summertime. And I went out for dinner with two of my friends and we were talking about everything. I was super excited because I had like just gotten a raise at like one of my, one of my jobs. And I had like this, and I had a lot of like really great opportunities lined up for me personally. And I was like, I'm so excited about my life right now. Like things are just going so well. And then it was probably, like, three hours into the conversation that we started talking about, like, oh, like, what are you guys doing tomorrow? Like, what are you guys doing for the weekend? And I was like, oh, I have a date. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I have a date tomorrow. His name is so-and-so and and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, you waited this long to bring it up? And I was like, it's honestly not that important to me anymore. It's, like, it's not my defining marker of, like, oh, Aline has a date tomorrow. Like... I just list, like, I have all of these things that are about me that I'm excited about. Like, having a date, 100%, I'll celebrate your love all fucking day. Like, I tell you all the time how much I love you and Dre and, like, how much I love your relationship and Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that, like, that part of your life is going so well. But I don't think that defines you. I'm not like, Kristen, oh, Kristen, the girl with the boyfriend, the girl, the boyfriend that she lives with. Just totally. not a defining marker of you, and it's also just and not so something that
1: we talk about that often. Like it's just not that we do not talk about that often.
0: <laughs> it's just like a, we like say it, like we'll mention it, but it's not a. It's and I feel not like, like you belong- asked me about
1: Dre as because you also know him as an individual. Less so, because yeah. I'm it's like curious important. to know
0: how he is totally as a human being, and
1: and I appreciate that a lot because I did also come from a space where I think in my previous relationship, especially, it kind of became like a big marker of like. It was all I kind of felt like I wanted to not that I all, all I wanted to talk about, but I felt like a big part of like a conversation piece for yes. me, and then just kind of got to a point where I was like, am I just complaining about this or talking about this because I don't have anything else to talk about? Yes. Or is it just like That's I actually exactly don't it. feel like yeah. I have any other part of my personality right now? <laughs> yeah.
0: And I to like tie this back into like the topic of like emotional labor and all that stuff, and I will say this for myself personally, is that like I have gotten so many of those questions in the past. If I – like mm-hmm. when I am single being like, oh, are you dating anyone? Are you seeing anyone? And blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, when there's like spreads of time that I'm single, I'm like – And people ask me that, I get super like, fuck, like, should I be dating somebody? Like, should I be seeing somebody? Just because I'm getting the question so much. And I'm like, I hate that I don't have an answer for you. So then you get into a relationship and you do take on the emotional labor. You do take on the emotional burden and all of that because you're so desperate to make it work because you don't want to not have an answer for that question. Totally. That's how I felt that I'm like, fuck, like, I my last relationship that that was like during the pandemic and ended and blah, blah, blah. There were warning signs from like, the fucking get-go but like right. people around me were so excited that like but oh you're my are like, i'm so dating, dating. <laughs> and i'm like dating and i have a boyfriend did totally. my worth just shoot up let's fucking go aline stock went up 10 points yeah but, literally
1: though and that's how it know, feels so, that's how you're rewarded socially People, are like, yeah oh, God, and dating.
0: i there would be so many times that this guy was a fucking like a lockbox that you could not get through. And I remember saying to him, he came in and he was miserable one day. And I said, hey, like, how are you doing? You seem a little bit off. Like you seem a little like something, something just like doesn't feel right. Right. And he's like, I'm just like having an off day. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I just like want to let you know I'm here whenever you're ready to talk about it. If you want to talk about it. He's like, and he basically said something along the lines of like, well, I'm just irritated and it's not just you that's irritating me. It's like everybody. And I was like, oh, huh. Hello. (laughs) I haven't seen you in six days, so I'm not really sure how I've irritated you. But also like, cool that I have. Like, let's, I was like, "How, how have I irritated you? Like, so that I know not to do it again. And he just like, wouldn't discuss it. And I remember trying so fucking hard to be like, okay, like how are you feeling? Then maybe if I like shared my feelings, like maybe it would make him want to open up Mm -hmm. and he just could not do it. And I was so exhausted of being like, am I going to have to like break down this wall (laughs) or this, you know what I mean? Like constantly just to get a fucking answer from you.
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck that. You're a 33 year old man. Like grow up.
1: Yeah, and literally. And
0: share your fucking feelings. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you want marriage and you want kids, or so you say. You're not going to get all that shit by being this, like, silent... Sam,
1: like this stoic. I mean, you might, honestly,
0: you might, you might, and <laughs> you might get the you might get the woman that's like just gonna cook and clean and like not challenge you in any way and not do or anything just be silently and,
1: unhappy and, and just know be
0: silently to, unhappy and yeah. you know she'll take your credit card and spend all of your like that's if that's the kind of relationship that you're looking for. But like I remember feeling like I was holding this like emotional labor, and though it right. was a very short
1: emotionally a bit.
0: Trying to just, like, get him to come out because it was, like, he he did that in the beginning and then, like, something switched and he just stopped doing that. And I was like, huh, so I know you're kind of capable of it, but then, like, something like the switched and I'm not there, but yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure where that line was. So I was like, okay, I'm going to overcompensate. Right. So that, like, maybe… Like, you don't have to meet me halfway. Like, you can meet me 25% of the way or 30% of the way. And then slowly we'll try to figure out, like, how to get you to, like, 40%, 50% or whatever. So, anyway, I just tie that back to, like, women have this – have such a pressure to find somebody and, like, make it work that they often take on the – much of the emotional labor in the relationship because – They find that it's like a marker of success for them. Whereas men don't get that question of, like, hey, you seeing anybody? Hey, you blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Or if they do, it's like by
1: like one uncle at Christmas or something. But I feel like having it be the center focus of so many of our relationships or so many of our conversations, it it puts a different highlighter on it because it is seen as like, it really does. You're single still, and you do Mm -hmm. feel like there is kind of the societal pressure to settle yeah. down with somebody. And often that means also settling for somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. There's been times that I haven't been invited somewhere because like
1: – It was like a not, couple It's event. not even
0: – it's a couple event. And it's so funny mm. because it's like certain people – certain people have like not invited me because it's a couple event. And then there's like other friends who have like been with their partners and their and their husbands and boyfriends or fiancés, whatever, for like forever. Like a decade and they're or like, Aline, cu- yeah, like a decade, like five, six years, 10 years, whatever. And they're like, right. come with us, like, come do this. And I'm like, that's great. Cause they're like, oh, we're just doing something as like two people, like, we want you to come. But totally. then I've had others that are like, oh, like, it's hush hush. And like, we're doing this, but like, we don't want to like say anything to you because we know that like you're not dating anybody. You don't want to rub it time. in that and, you're single. Yeah. And like so a, a, then, a black yeah. mark of shame. Yeah. So anyway, I say that just to all say that like that's why women put in so much more work because there's so much more pressure for us to I agree. Have but that I also
1: think that women are naturally more inclined to yeah. multitasking. And like yeah. these are roles that we've been conditioned to fill for a very long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: In terms of planning, organizing, socializing, communicating more effectively to, like, make plans and stuff like that. These are things that, like, are naturally – we have been told that we are good at and naturally we are told that we, like, have to do or should do Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's all changing now, I find.
1: Oh, 100%. Slowly. Slowly.
0: But it is changing. But I do now. think that there
1: still are really because I I do think at the at the bare minimum or like at the at the core of all this is like we are inclined to mirror and we are often I think in some versions of our relationships mirroring some of our parents' patterns depending mm-hmm. on what our parents' yeah, yeah. relationships look like or whether they were around or yeah. whatever whoever raised us or adult figures when we were growing up because I do think that there are things that you need to unlearn from. Parents' relationships,
0: mm-hmm. yes, definitely. I
1: mean, unless they had incredible relationships, but I, I think nobody's relationships are perfect, and we often are like inclined to mirroring maybe some of like the the not so good habits. But I they think they do like, come out
0: it does come out in your 100%. Future relationships, hundred percent,
1: and whether that's like the communication style or mm-hmm. shutting down or getting a or little angry the type of or whatever that it you is. attract,
0: totally, is, like based on like
1: oh for sure,
0: yeah, is based on like a parent role or like whatever. The, all that kind of stuff like that's 100 percent very true I do find
1: yeah and so I how feel do you, like yeah Anyways, I was gonna I, I, say I, I so like I saying.
0: mean you live with your you live with Dre so like how do. how do you set that up
1: honestly it's <laughs> something that I've, I bring it up a lot not to say like do? I do all the emotional labor but it's like a conversation that I've had with him a lot in order to like mm-hmm. for both of us to know that it's Kind of just like a na, it, it, it happens, but it's something mm-hmm. that I told him that I'm like, I'm not interested in filling that role. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I talked to him about weaponizing competence and I've talked to him about kind of like that emotional burden a lot, just because it is something that I think I caught myself in at the beginning. And this is something that I think mm-hmm. we talked about mm-hmm. kind of in the beginning of our relationship is that I, we were friends for a really long time and we have almost exclusively the same amount of fr- like the same friend group like a lot of it has intertwined so I know when we decided to date I did feel a tremendous amount of pressure for it to work out because I didn't mm-hmm. want our friendship to be kind yes. of sacrificed yeah, yeah. That's huge. in in for us to be able to yeah. kind of explore dating each other and I was very nervous about that f- that idea of it not working out and kind of like all of our best friends are the same and all these different things mm-hmm. and so I did kind of put some of my normal boundaries on the line, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Because I was just like, I really do want this to work out. And also we did have some special circumstances with some like uh, like mental health and like personal yep. drama kind of happening in the background where we both needed each other in a little bit of different ways that kind of did sacrifice a little bit of that. That wouldn't have normally happened in a regular relationship where we had like just met. You know what I mean? But it wouldn't I have think been called that's for. also
0: a perfect example of how like it's not always going to be even like totally it's, and that is something that yeah that i wanted to touch out, on and however if there's like that mutual respect in the relationship sorry i'll let you finish but i'm like that's no, no, like no. I such think it's a such prime an important example of like saying that it's not gonna be even like yeah there's gonna be moments there's gonna be big spreads of time where you're like you are giving 50 50 but then there's gonna be time where the your partner is giving 30 percent because that's all that they can give but totally they've showed that they're capable of the 50%. They've showed that they're capable of giving the 70, 80%. Right. 100%. So percent like, Yeah. But sorry. And I'll I think that's a,
1: No, no. I think it's such an important thing to touch on because that has been kind of honestly the case uh, the last few months, I'd say. I've been really struggling with mental health and like my feeling pretty depressed and um like my capacity has just like not really been there in terms of like showing up for a relationship showing up energy wise showing up like it's been really disheartening and and obviously you know quite intimately about like my health and figuring Mm -hmm. out like my guts and stuff like that my guts uh my (laughs) like my gi issues that i've been dealing with for like a decade and like recently figuring out that i have parasites and trying to figure that out and i have all these intolerances and whatever and i've kind of like become uh very comfortable not feeling well you know what I mean like my Mm -hmm. stomach has just always not really felt great my energy's kind of always been a bit lower but I'm just like a naturally pretty high energy person so like my 70% is some people's 100% you know what I mean (laughs) so it's pretty easy to disguise when I'm like not feeling great but it has been something that's really impacted our relationship and Andres has like stepped up so much in terms of kind of trying to get me out of my funk and mm-hmm. I know because we've also talked about it that it's been very exhausting for him to kind of be the happy person mm-hmm. to try to get me it's out of tiring. not feeling well. Yeah, yeah. It's exhausting, yeah. and um, I know that it hasn't been easy for him at all. And it is something that I'm obviously trying to figure out because it's mm-hmm. a terrible feeling to feel terrible all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like that. Yeah. Wanda Sykes, what, she had a stand up where she was like, "I'm sick of tired, sick and tired of feeling sick and tired." Obviously, mm-hmm. she's probably yeah, not yeah. the only person that, that has said that. That just came to mind, but. Um...
0: It's just, like, a thing that, like, you get exhausted because you're like, I can't let... Like it's, I mean, it's kind of like the toxic positive, not toxic positivity totally. in this case, but, but it's no, like it is a little you're bit where... tired. It's like when people go to a party and they're like, okay, I know I have to be on for the next two, three hours, but then like the minute that you come home, your fucking bra is off, like your pants are off. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. and you just like and sit on the couch and slump again, down. Yeah. yeah, but like sometimes when you are or your partner's going through stuff like that, like you don't have the ability to do that, and that's okay. Like that's obviously yeah, very th- normal, and, and that's also what a partnership leave a lot is. Of space. But
1: yeah Yeah. totally it is a partnership that way because things life gets in the way of a lot of things and you have to have that understanding it's not gonna
0: be peachy all the time
1: no and i think the only problem comes is when like the other person feels like they can't express themselves or have like a shitty day because their partner is always having the shittier day and i think that's kind of like the the rough spot that we got in for a little bit like Rough spot meaning just like we had to talk about it um, <laughs> because like there wasn't a lot of space for him to feel like shit because he was always kind of in this rescue mode for me and yeah. I feel like
0: you – I remember sp- a time that you were that for him it was, as well.
1: Right. And that's the whole thing is that yeah. I was in that space for him for a really long time and I put a lot of my boundaries on on the sidelines because of that fact. And mm-hmm. that's just how it goes sometimes. I just think – The breaking point comes when that becomes your relationship pattern, when that becomes your relationship dynamic, and when you forego your boundaries and your Mm – not only your boundaries, but kind of like your requirements in a relationship Mm -hmm. to feel fulfilled in order to make that person feel better all of the time. You know what I mean? I think there's always going to be special circumstances, but I just think you can't sacrifice yourself, your voice, your good days, your bad days for that other person on a constant basis. There has to be Mm – some unequivocal room that does not wiggle. You know what I mean? In certain yeah, yeah, cases. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think when you start to put all of that on the sideline to be like, oh, I have to sacrifice myself for the relationship. I think you have to have that conversation with that person to be like, you know what? We, ha- we have to have something yeah. change. And that's what happened both times, both with me and him and him and me when we were in rough spots is just like, okay, I can see myself slipping a little bit into this yeah, and I'm not happy with it and I need to – See a change, and that's kind of what, yeah, yeah. is happening. You know,
0: that's and that's the fucking best. Like you know me, I'm I probably say I try to drop this into every episode whether it fits or not. But like communication <laughs> is key. Yeah, you've already brought it
1: up like three times. Yeah,
0: <laughs> honestly, but like literally think about everything that you've been saying. Of like, yeah, and then we like had to have a conversation about it. Oh, and then we had to yeah. talk about it. Oh, and then we had to blah blah blah. I just went to a party over the weekend, and there was a couple there that. Um, they're, they're just not on the same page. They're just okay. not on the same page. They've been together for, I, I can't even say together. They're like not officially together, but they've been, okay. to, they've been together for four years and, um, to not yeah, be officially together. it's a long time to be not together. And so we sat there at the end of the party and kind of like discussed like, why are you guys not together? And she kept saying, it's complicated, it's complicated. And I was like, what is complicated? Like, I want to know what exactly is complicated. Like, right. does he have You're a right, wife and kids that's complicated? Or like, yeah. does he, wh- like, there, yeah, I don't like, think relationships are actually complicated. Like, I think if you just say, They definitely I don't want always have to
1: be, that's for sure.
0: They don't have to be. If you say, I want this, because I asked her, I said, what do you want? And she's like, well, I want him too. And I was like, leave him out of the equation. What do you want for yourself? Like, do you mm-hmm. want a relationship? Do you want a partnership? What do you want? And she like kind of said, she's like, I want the 50-50. And you can clearly tell that she is putting it. this woman is ready to be a wife. Like I'd fucking wife her up. The spread that this this right. girl had and she cooked everything was actually insane
1: she looked
0: like a perfect housewife. Like her hair, she stunning. I know, but her she's was so beautiful. probably sad. And oh. her outfit was perfect. Her condo was perfect. And then I'm like, this scrub comes in. I can't even, he's not going to listen to the podcast. That's for damn sure.
1: And yeah. I don't know
0: if she listens to this, but he comes in and it's like, he minimum doesn't Minimum effort, treat, like barely put pants on. He, minimum effort, minimum, minimum effort. And right. she's like, I just want somebody that puts in that effort. And I'm like... Which
1: is obviously not going to be him.
0: Yeah. And so we, like, I say we... So I was there with a guy as well, and we were talking about it. And it was really, really super interesting to see his perspective on it. Mm Because I was like, huh, this is... Like, I'm curious to know what you think about this right. conversation. Right, like, what's your input
1: in this conversation What's your there, input? I mean, buddy? he fucking
0: killed it. Like, he really, like, Love I could have just sat there and been like, okay. Like, everything that he said, I 100% agreed with. That's totally. a big green light there. That's a big green light. Yeah, yeah. Press go. Pass, to, pass go. Collect 200. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was funny because it all came down to, like, well, have you talked to him about it? Have you said anything to him about it? And it, this was, like, the perfect definition of her taking on all of the emotional labor in the relationship and him doing none of it and she stays. Yeah, he's, he's winning, winning right is, now. He gets
1: to just be schlubby and show up. Yeah, to and because
0: <laughs> she doesn't, she's put in four years of her life. She's 28 and she doesn't want to start from scratch. And I was like, girl, I'm 30 and I'm like all four weeks into something. Year, so yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. So I was like – And also you're you're either going to do it now or you're going to do it 10
1: years because it's – That's exactly what I said.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was like even if you guys break up right now, if you broke up tomorrow and you took two years to grieve and to deal with your shit and be like I'm so fucking sad, you'd still only be 30 and like I'm 30 and I'm just starting something new. And And this guy is like the best communicator I've ever met in my life. So like you're fine. It's fine. Like it happens. But it's just insane to see that it's such a communication issue. But that
1: that immediate thing to be like, well, I'm running out of time, so I might as well just settle. It's like settle for this at this age for that. Like what are you talking about? Settle
0: Yeah, you're gonna settle for two thirds of your life. Like, it just it makes me sad to think
1: that that's the the kind of the value we put on relationships is that it doesn't really matter if you're happy. It doesn't really matter if you've worked on yourself. It doesn't It doesn't matter if you don't feel like two 100% people coming in to make a 200% relationship. It just matters that you're in one or even what resembles yes. one because they're not even officially together or whatever that fucking shit yeah. show of a case may be. <laughs> that makes me so sad because it's like –
0: but And that's exactly the it. The value like, of that
1: relationship is worth sacrificing your own happiness in yourself –
0: Yeah. I know. I know. And it's mind-boggling to see because I do feel like I've been in – I feel like I've been in situations like that. Like, it's funny because we came home and, like, discussed it. Like, we, like, debriefed after. Mm -hmm. And both of us were like, yeah, we've both been in situations where we've, like, you know, put more in. And it was, like, this awkward, complicated – complicated. It was complicated relationship. And I just said to her – what I said to the girl, I said, is that, you know what, you may not be ready now, but there will come a point that you will be so sick of it that you cannot put up with it anymore. And you're not sick of it yet, which is a little bit shocking, but you're not sick of it yet enough to...
1: She hasn't met that breaking point yet somehow. You
0: haven't met that breaking point. Like, you can get out of it before the breaking point, so you're not so, for, so much further in, but like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you'll get to a breaking point that will... You just can't come back from them I and you're like... I'm not putting up, and it could literally be he put the fork away wrong, but that'll be the fucking ticket. That's End like, of it. I, yeah,
1: 100%. I cannot
0: do this anymore. Like, I can't, I can't keep putting your fork in the right spot. Yeah, like, like it'll that, be the one in the utensil like drawer. Like, he's literally gonna be, it's that's what's gonna be the, yeah, it's, it's point. been brewing
1: under the surface from the sounds yes, of it for a long time. Yes, but because
0: it's been brewing and like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, that needs to be talked about. Otherwise, like, you're just going to be exhausted from constantly 100%. putting in and I 100%. Think, yeah,
1: and I think if I can bestow any information, and it obviously goes on to Aline's ever-so-wise communicate, <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. Um, it would be that the the pressure to make your partner, or it, honestly, it could be anybody in your life. This isn't just, like, to only mm-hmm. romantic relationships. But yep. don't assume anybody is a mind reader. You have mm-hmm. to advocate for yourself 100% of the time. We have this really sick notion, and I say sick because I honestly think it's delusional, to that assumes that if a partner really loves you, if someone in your life, whether it's a parent or a partner or whoever, really loves you, then they'll know that I'm hurting. Then they'll know that they hurt my feelings. And yeah. they'll know yeah. that I need this right now, that I really need a date night or that I really need this or that I really need like a nice home cooked mm-hmm. dinner from them. And they don't. that is just not the way it works and mm-hmm. honestly it was a learning curve for me too to learn that because you do really want to romanticize the shit out of relationships and be like mm-hmm. they can obviously tell that I'm having a hard day oh what my god he's be so in if tune and that blah, blah, I, blah. yeah that yeah. they knew that I'd need like a home cooked meal and that they're, or they're gonna order my favorite take in yeah babes no. that's a
0: trauma response if he's really yeah like into- just
1: babes babes <laughs> um, there is nothing wrong with advocating for yourself there's nothing wrong 100%. with communicating your needs if anything I think it's really romantic ra- romantic to have a space in a relationship to be mm-hmm. able to communicate those needs and have them be met because you asked for them, not because mm-hmm. they just magically read your mind and knew that that's what you needed. I think there's something so beautiful and romantic about being like, you know what? I'm having a fucking terrible day. I would just yeah. love to sit on the couch. Are you okay to make dinner? And then being absolutely. You having that safe space yeah, to, for them to the, acknowledge the reaction it. That's is, hot. The
0: reaction is like what sets it because then yeah. – if you're constantly, I I I will say like if you're constantly asking like I need this, I need this, I need oh, this. Oh yeah, that's not. What and I they're mean, like, okay, sure. yeah, I'll do it. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. That is like one response. No, because that the goes back to that you're debating. talking you're about. Just, you're just exactly. asking for help. <laughs> the, Then the response that you're talking about is like Chef's kiss, beautiful. And for I say sure. this all the time to you because like I've seen your relationship with Dre develop from. From the very, very... Yeah, we did get-go. not always
1: have good like very healthy No, you didn't. And
0: I've safe. like told you that I like love your relationship so much. It like actually might be one of my favorite relationships <sighs> ever. C'est bleu. Truly, thanks. truly, truly. And I say I, thanks
1: because we worked for it.
0: That's exactly why. That's exactly why. I have seen like both of you put in so much effort And like so much communication, so much understanding. Like it just feels so equal to me. And I'm sure that there's stuff under the surface that like I don't see and you may not talk to me about, whatever. Like who cares? Every relationship obviously (laughs) has. Okay. (laughs) But every relationship obviously has that. But like from what I've seen and what I've seen you guys go through over the last like four years now, I guess. Yeah. Three Three years of like actually dating,
1: one year of like trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. So throughout those four years, like fuck, that's. Unreal.
1: Like it's the coolest, coolest
0: thing to see.
1: I agree. And it honestly is super rewarding because I think some people it's easy to write off some relationships and I think sometimes you should write them off, like if if it's really bad. But I think that willingness to try together Mm -hmm. is such a big part of it. Yeah. Um because I, I do think that's feel exactly like it.
0: Willingness if, to try. Yeah, it's like the
1: one person that's like, okay, we should do this. Okay, we should try this. It's like, no. Yeah. Like, Andres and I both mm-hmm. were the people that individually wanted to go to therapy as individuals. We Like, not just mm-hmm. for our relationship, obviously, mostly for individual reasons. But it obviously really benefited yeah. our, our relationship. But we both were the ones that were like, okay, we feel like this should happen. Then we feel like this should happen. Yeah. I feel like I need more alone time right now, blah, blah, blah. But it comes from advocating for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you are your first and last love. You need, and this is something that I'm. Oh,
0: Kristen, I love that so much. Okay, that is good. so beautiful. It is, but you it's also something that I'm last actively love. trying to. Yeah. Oh. oh and my that's God, something that I'm coming
1: that. to a reconciliation with right now with myself. Is that like I'm it, baby? It's my life. Yeah. And you
0: are. It's stuck incredible with that I'm happy with forever, my partner, forever, but this forever. is about
1: me. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I fell into that trap of like oh it's so important that I'm in a really happy relationship for Mm -hmm. so long and now I'm coming to that real that real realization that like it's so much more important that I am fulfilled and happy and love myself because that's Mm -hmm. also going to make me the best partner and one reason that I I love Andre so much this is basically just a gassing up Andre's and I relationship uh Mm -hmm. episode (laughs) but um I do feel like we worked really hard on it and went through a lot of really terrible like, sections. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's not like me being like, We're perfect, everything's perfect. But we do really work hard on our relationship. And I remember us talking when I was like not feeling so great mental health wise. And I asked like what like I can do to help our relationship right now when I'm feeling like this. And he was like, The only thing you can do for our relationship mm-hmm. is work on like uh, you being, you feeling the best version of yourself yes. yeah, because yeah. when you are 100% you, it's like the, the best thing that that's, you could be for our relationship yeah. because that's ha- yeah. who I love is, is you mm-hmm. at your fullest. And obviously it doesn't mean that he doesn't love me when I'm not feeling well, but it just means totally. that, like, the thing that I can do for our relationship just happens to be the best thing that I can do for myself. And when but that's aligned, that's
0: like, – Yeah. I think you know I, I honestly mean? see how that has applied to – like relationships and as well friendships. And I say that because, like,
1: totally the friendships. Last oh like my God.
0: Even during COVID, like, COVID, COVID rocked me to my core. Like, yeah. I was one of those people that, like, it was one of those breakdown jobs. to rebuild. Like,
1: little Phoenix oh, action. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like, girl, you think you can't get any lower? <laughs> Try yeah, yeah. me. Try and it me. It was just. And it was – and I was a terrible version of myself and I, like, 100% projected that onto my friendships and, like, my relationships and all that stuff. I was, like, miserable and I, like, think I tried to make other people miserable too. It just was, like, not a good scene. But the minute that I started being, like, okay, well, good. That's good to know. But (laughs) the way, like – when I started to take care of myself and be like, okay, like you need to figure out what makes you happy in this stage of your life. Cause the old version of you, like honestly doesn't exist anymore. So like, what is this new version of you? And like, what does, what makes that person happy and blah, blah, blah. Like I found, and instead of putting so much pressure on like, oh my God, like my friends do this. Or I used to get so upset when I would like, wouldn't get invited somewhere. And I'd see like two friends hanging out and I'd be like, oh, why didn't they invite me? Or like, why didn't they blah, blah, blah. And I really used to get upset over stuff like that. But yeah, then when you start to be a happier version of yourself and you're like, I fucking love me. So like, even if this person like didn't want to invite me out, I'm okay because I love hanging out with myself and I love, and you start to really, really like love yourself so much That you don't need other people to validate you or, like, help – not help you out because I think that we do need that, but you don't need other people (laughs) to validate you or, like – you
1: are solid at your foundation. But
0: you're so solid that you're, like, I'm almost, like, overflowing with happiness. Like, let me give that to you. Like, let me help you out so that you can reach my level of, like, happiness and love and all of that, like, positivity. Not toxic positivity, Mm -hmm. positivity. So I do think that, like – You do need to work on yourself individually in relationships so that, like, you're bringing the best version of yourself. And then once you – And I think it's also
1: so that you can not only bring the best version of yourself, but you are also in the best state to – recognize what you need in a relationship and yes. also what you don't want in a relationship because I think yeah. when those things are compromised and you're not feeling the best about yourself it's the easiest to settle to be like well mm-hmm. I probably deserve that he's being a bit of an asshole but that's probably because I deserve it or whatever mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah but if yeah. you're really yeah. feeling grounded and whole in yourself you can be like okay listen jackass absolutely not <laughs> you know what I mean but you'll say it in a I, more compassionate communicating way but maybe not. I honestly. will also <laughs> say like
0: I always feel so bad about like that guys have grown up just like the way women have been conditioned like men have been conditioned just the same oh i say God, just yeah. the same just as much right to hold in their feelings it's not masculine to talk about your 100%. feelings or go to therapy or cry or whatever and i'm like the guys that like go to therapy and are taking care of their their mental health i'm like okay let's fucking get it you know what i'm saying yeah that's I'm so like, hot it's it so is so hot, hot.
1: emotional intelligence is it's because, yeah. the number one thing that women look for in relationships, and mm-hmm. it's so funny to me that all of these, and, and also this is probably from just from like the the vacuum that's created in social media, but it's all these like huge buff men that go on social mm-hmm. media and they're like, men want this, they want Timothy Chalamet, they want Pete Davidson, like pussies, blah 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 blah. Sorry, that's a terrible word to use, but like you know what I mean, and it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, but what do those people embody? Let's look at it objectively. Mm-hmm. Compassion. Emotional yeah. intelligence, mm-hmm. being super emotive, being kind, being funny, mm-hmm. not taking themselves too seriously, being kind of quirky. Those mm-hmm. are things that women find overwhelmingly more attractive than yes. having shoulders on top of shoulders. And that <laughs> is really what men think that men find more attractive. Like it's through the male gaze, not the yeah. female gaze. The female mm-hmm. gaze yeah. is emotive and it's compassionate and it's kind yeah. and it's funny. And mm-hmm. the male gaze is violent and aggressive and. Mm-hmm like no fat on your body either for men or for women yeah and it's yeah. like super kind of like macho whatever that's yeah. not actually what women look for and I think it's so funny that we have this like weird dichotomy where it's like men get caught up in the male gaze you know what I mean like yes they yes. think that caring about fashion is it's feminine insane. and and like not masculine and not attractive they think that whereas like women see like a guy that dresses as well, is, well is,
0: or yeah or yeah. cares about like, wait, their appearance and I'm like oh okay like, yeah. let's fucking like, go shopping, you- babes. Let's go. Totally. Like, have you
1: lost the plot, though? Like, yeah. Why are, why are men so afraid of being attractive to women? And that's on <laughs> misogyny. That's on internalized misogyny. And that's on being afraid to being seen as being feminine, being gay, being any of those things, which comes from – also internalized homophobia where like the worst mm-hmm. thing in the world would yeah. be, be perceived as feminine or gay feminine. when yeah. really it's like the best thing in the world for women is to be <laughs> in touch with your feminine side. Yeah. Because both like and everyone that, has feminine and masculine energy.
0: Totally. And that exactly comes around to everything that we've been talking about. Of like this is why men this is why the women carry the emotional labor, or right, 100%. have that because, because men have feminine. been conditioned not to talk about it. Exactly,
1: but Which feminine doesn't so... mean for women. Feminine no. just means that there's two energies present, and there they are, they are yes. kind of the yin and yang that go into mm-hmm. each person, and that you have to mm-hmm. be in touch with both. It doesn't mean that that means just because it's perceived as a more feminine, like, yeah, like feminine energy tax, tax task does not mean that a man can't do it. Because there's masculine tasks that we do all the time.
0: Yeah, I actually often I say this often, like but super I organizational, organizational like
1: super things. Like I feel I
0: give off quite masculine energy a lot of the time, Me and too, so vibes. I, yeah, I think that's why we always like we relate so well because I do feel totally. like sometimes I give off like super masculine energy, and like it's not about the fact that like I like to wear dresses and skirts. Like that's not feminine. That's not what like the feminine the femininity that I'm talking about, it's, like, I do feel like I take charge and I take control. And so I, like, really, really try to make an effort to, when I am in relationships, to, like, just take a little bit of a step back and, like, right. let him, like, let him do his thing. Be himself in his space. You know what I mean? Space. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. be himself in his space. And, like, I want my man to feel, like, masculine and strong and all of this stuff and not that, like... Well,
1: you want to empower I'm... him to be his...
0: Exactly. Yeah, totally. His best I selves. totally do. Yeah, and just like he would do that for me, I would hope, you know? Totally. So it's it's a total give and take of all this. Yeah,
1: so basically that's all you need to know. <laughs> this has been a comprehensive <laughs> podcast that goes into every aspect of a relationship.
0: We have really done quite a number on it. So, I mean, if yeah. we were going to like conclude it, okay, emotional labor, yes, it should be 50-50, but – if it's going it to be 70-30 or 80-20, yeah. it should be because that person, I think, this is how I'm going to say it, if you are giving 80% and that person is giving 20%, they should have earned your 80% Love that. by giving you 50% to start with. Because if you start yeah, off the game with 20 it's going to be... yeah. Exactly. It's going to be way harder to get to the 50-50 by starting to give the 80-20 because at the end of the day, if somebody was giving me 80% and all I had to do was 20%, I'd be like, do you great. want to get married? Like, If like, yeah, this is what great. the rest <laughs> of my life is like, this is fucking sick. So totally. you have to earn the other person's 80% is how I would phrase I like that all a lot. of this.
1: And what I would also add to that is that your relationship status does not define you it's not oh, that preach. impressive to be in a relationship. Anybody can do it. It's not like a – sorry, <laughs> such a roast. It's not like a societal marker that you need to be adding up to. It's yeah. a thing that you don't will happen to you if you want it. You yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it can happen to you if you want it to happen to yeah. you. But the most attractive thing you can be, and this is also a note to myself, is – yourself the most attractive thing mm. that you can do for a relationship Ugh. but just for your life in general is to just be Kristen, the absolute best, like your nuggets of most wisdom this right and shiny been, version of yourself bitch yeah
0: like oh, i can't I you are your first and last love and the most impressive oh, version quote. of yourself we should get that on
1: tattoo and then i'll I, I don't want, com- communication and your, your first and last love yeah yeah, yeah communication i'm getting it on my freaking forehead because
0: that is that is Ooh, baby, I'm a, I'm a talker. I am a talker. She likes <laughs> to cheat, cheat and she likes to chat. So.
1: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think those are like the biggest points is that I it's agree. not that cute. It's not that impressive to be in a relationship, it's especially not- if it's a shitty relationship. So stop compromising so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, folks. And that is our Hello, baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That's, that's just about what it. A, that what a lovely to way
0: to start my morning. If you're listening to this, honestly, new morning, I'm feeling we thank empowered you. as shit. I know. I can't wait to have my second cup of coffee, baby. Bzz, bzz, I'm going to be buzzing all over the place.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> love ya. Love ya. This was fun. See you tonight. See you tonight. We're going out for dinner tonight, and I can't stinking wait. We'll give you wait. a review you on later. the next episode because this is, you'll hear about it. So,
1: yeah, 100%. Okay. All right. This has been Accidental Friends with Aline and Kristen. This podcast was created by us and produced by Chloe Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on our Instagram, Accidental Friends Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. We love you. See you on Thursday.